how we doing? Welcome back to Corked Stats on this Wacky Wednesday, powered by the Mayo Media Net here on YouTube and presented by Jock Market, the daily fantasy app where we actually make money while we're having fun, which is kind of fun in itself. Download the app for free. They're going to match the first 100 bucks for free if you use the code MMN Mayo Media Net. And that 100 bucks is more than enough to get up in the jock market. We're giving you the players, we're giving you the prices. Just hang on for a bit. We're going to get you going. Lots of green screens, lots of new subs, lots of new views. Loving all that. Rate, review, and subscribe to the audio only pod. You know, we're trying to keep it focused on later in the day on these mixed slate so people coming home from work can participate as well. But I just just ran the whole thing. I'm up before the crack of dawn every single day to bring you this. It's the fastest show in MLB absolutely anywhere. You take that bad boy to the bank. I mean, please, you can go up there to Bristol and all the big shiny buildings. I'm not sure with a team full of producers and analysts that they're putting out a fraction of the content or the passion, maybe both, that's going on here, coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York, as always, coming out to as always and yes I keep this positive attitude even after a losing day it's probably more important to have a good attitude after a losing day be married to your process and not the outputs yes it's been a rough couple weeks so what you shouldn't be using money that you need to pay the bills with this money should already be accounted for as a small business and we're letting it run we can't go by a month here or there though we have done really well it's funny i think if you listen to my work you think we were getting slaughtered and we're really not i'm just so used to so vastly outperforming the market that this year maybe hey man i'm getting my come uppins but we're never gonna get crushed tug looking at you i've got some really sharp followers out there and i I've, you gotta follow me up on twitter at mlb moving averages at mlb moving avg on the bird app yo because we do really have some sharp people and i do appreciate all the feedback i you know i'm gonna answer your dms but i gotta ask you to put them in public and not distract me so we can share the information with everybody but to followers like tug they mentioned that yesterday listen we were on colorado f5 plus 100 i love feltner i smashed that play myself personally and we were up four runs in an f5 i don't know how much better you want to be doing how much better you could feel about your initial handicap and then it all went south then the rockies who were actually down a run tied it in the fifth and it's like oh good maybe we'll just push this thing of course they couldn't get the man from second home with two outs you know heaven forbid we actually got to run we're with scoring position and that's been the way this season goes and that's why output's so important like a bounce here what that was a good handicap opposed to a bad one no you get these situations down to critical spots and you either get the coin flip or you don't and if you miss a bunch of them in the row you can't let that sour you so let's get into the analysis for today after that little lesson about sustainability really what matters this is not football baseball is different every single day like most hours of most days are filled with the ability to get action on the mlb you've gotta be careful and you can't be focusing on days losses or misses here or there and then one thing we'll get to when we talk about these total base props are sometimes the model is like a proximity alarm right it's telling you like yesterday Otani is a perfect example we had Otani for a home run I think he singled he might have had a walk also disappointing we lost the total base prop right no excuses being made 
And then yesterday hits two home runs. And you're like, ah! Although I did have him as a model hit on the Patreon sheet. Again, I know you're like, what is all this stuff going on? But that's how much work we're putting out. It must be platformed. And if you're unfamiliar, welcome aboard. I know we have some new listeners. You're getting the three pillars of profit here every single day. Daily DFS and jock market, which overlaps into total base props. We're going to do fantasy today. We're mining the advanced statistical leaderboard for starting pitchers. And then a couple of bets, including those total base props. Just doing everything, but... It's not enough, even this early in the day. We know we have weather. We have lineups. A different lineup is going to change everything. In particular, lineup placement really affects total base props. That's a major thing. You really want that extra plate appearance. Something I think I have to take the L on. I was so excited about the odds and the analysis that we've gotten stung more than once now this week on home teams that were favorites. So I'm going to just pull back on that a touch. It's not to say that it's always going to be a loser, but you want to keep the calculus, meaning if we're going to be going for a home player at home with um, even good odds, we want to make sure, I mean, that was a favorite, I should say. We want to make sure if the model is reading high in the implied team total, another one of those tools that I wanted to mention every day, starting pitcher ranks, and the starting pitcher matrix was an advanced statistical matchup view that we put. I mean, literally, it's every single thing you could possibly want. Thank Pat Mayo for this. If you appreciate it, we're really trying to do like premium site content stuff for everybody, right? All of my work has been behind a paywall, and I think probably for good reason for a couple of years, and now everyone's getting it for nothing. All right, enough of that. Let's do more of this. It's the first pillar of profit in that stack attack. We got the Bluebirds. Going first, those Blue Jays really looking excellent as of late going up against Luke Giolito. One of, if not probably my biggest pitching miss coming into the season. We were excellent. And again, I know I probably set the bar a bit too high for myself, but that's okay. I want to be the best. Um, we were very good at pitching analysis. A lot of the pitchers we highlighted are doing excellent. I generally have like 60 points or more in all of my 15-team fantasy leagues. I wish I could say the same for individual hitting. I focus on team hitting and not so much individual. If anybody wants to be my partner, please help me because I really desperately need it. But Luke Giolito was one of the big misses. You know, I was a big fan Paisan aside he's had a rough go 4-8 ERA 1-5 whip 8-60 OPS the strikeouts are there over 29% but so are the walks over 10% not any good the line drive rate has spiked over 26% we know line drives are the batted ball type get you in trouble but the hard hit rate via stat cast over 95 miles an hour is up over 46 paired with a 12% bow rate as equals what yes two home runs per nine particular it's been righties right so these split Tools are not always oppo splits. Sometimes it's an oppo split, I guess. Well, it's a 1,000 OPS to righties, a 444 WOBA to righties year to date. You really can't do that against the majority of hitters. And the one thing that we have, Circle, there was another one yesterday... Um, the Astros got to be looking at these home and road splits because of the ball. That's what I mentioned. It's not running after home and road splits because we overreact to them. It's the way the ball is being treated in these environments would at least into it. Um, how do we put this? It sh- at least intellectually and fundamentally fits into our argument, right? So if we're talking about balls and their treatment and the feel affecting flight, 
than home and road, which we know have disparate treatment of the ball, which we know affects the grip, right? So there are, this is not guessing, and that's what I I hate when people do that. There's quite a bit of inference going on. These are data-backed hypotheses, and I really think it matters. Home road splits really matter. They really have mattered more than anything. We're going to get up into it. We'll be highlighting a ton of it now going forward. Expect that, especially on the pitching end. Giolito, 3 4 ERA at home, 5 8 ERA on the road. I know you're like, well, he's home today. Why do we have him chalked up? Because we want to go a step further. Yeah, but, 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 the big shaking butt is 313 batting average against the righties at home anyway plus 900 OPS to righties at home anyway so again we want to be looking for the split to highlight the potential for a grip factor but if it's happening on both sides of the ball right then we're not worried about it so see again not guessing lots of inferring that I'll admit this is not certainty but I'm doing my best to data back all this stuff so we're looking at the righties because the fastball has been trashola 47% used to righties 540x slug can't do that especially against hitters like Vlad 1000 OPS against righties last 25 plate appearances a 12% barrel and all that math that lines up against Giolito 55 fly ball 55 hard hit last 30 for Vlad. He looks awesome. Same for Lord Lourdes Gurriel. Last 40 plate appearances against righties. He's killing righties. He's really up off the mat as of late. 382 batting average. 1,000 OPS and two bing bongs against righties. Got to look for those right-handed Jays today. Next up, it's the Orioles against Patrick Corbin. 705 ERA, 1-8 whip. Last seven games, he looks Awful single digit K minus walk and two and a half home runs per nine in that span. Yikes, soak in how bad he's been. But, you know, that's not it. We're diving into the arsenal. Every single pitch has a minimum 480x slug and a plus 630x slug on the fastball and sinker to righties. Uh-oh, we know we're always circling Mountcastle and Hayes when the Blackbirds with orange chests are facing a southpaw. Mountcastle, last 30 plate appearances against lefties, a 444 batting average, 1100 OPS, and two ding-dongs, last 30 batted ball events against lefties, 22 barrel, 11 blast, 560 expected Woba on contact. If he makes contact, we're going over the total base prop here. Other guy is Hayes, last 30 PAs against lefties, 360 batting average and three home runs, a 360 ISO. Remember, ISO really important, not only for fantasy and DFS and jock market, but in particular for total base props, when you need a base and a half, we want to get it done at once. Yes, two hits is nice, two hits is hard to ask for. So ISO being a measure of extra base hits, one, right, I mean, the math would be pretty simple here, right? That You have a 333, uh, 360 ISO, I'm sorry, is a better than one in three chance at an extra base hit. We're hoping to face Corbin at least twice, maybe three times, and get that extra base hit. And then if not, we're going to get extra shots afterwards. So again, you know we're going to have him circled for the total base props. Look to backfill into Baltimore today. Last stack is the Halos again against Daniel Lynch, who Another one of the misses, but it's a little more excusable when you're missing on pitchers all the way back in drafts. Again, in fact, this is not a Daniel Lynch miss. I had a full-on Royals miss. I liked a lot of the young Royals. I mean, I thought it was a good spot for opportunities as far as innings pitched and potential for ceiling and upside. Carlos Hernandez and uh, Coar, right? Jackson Coar and 
Boobich and Lynch, I mean, Singer was a hit, but even for as good as Singer's been, I took a lot of L's on the way there. So, all right, enough of that. Let's get back into it. It's Lynch 519, ERA 1, 5 whip, 790 OPS on the season, 10% walk, 22% foul ball rate, something that I've been incorporating, and I want to make sure to hat tip my dude Rob DiPietro out there. I'm going to tag him. Hopefully he listens today. Rob is one of the GOAT fantasy baseballers right now, always, like I speak to him behind the scenes, he is just pushing the limits of like what we're trying to figure out. He's very sharp. He's also not afraid to be wrong, which is very important when you're trying to pioneer, right? You can't pioneer and be afraid to be wrong. Those two things are not congruent. So follow Rob, Deadpool Hitter, and his fantasy baseball pod is excellent if you're looking for more detail. It's long, but, you know, I can't do that here. But that's why I think his stuff and my stuff is probably a nice compliment. <laughs> it's a little bit more reserved and slow than I am as far as speaking goes. All right, Lynch, 10% walk, 22% foul, something like I said, Rob is circled really important when we look at foul ball rate with the limitations in starting pitching workload. Foul balls really hurt you. 22% foul ball is awful. 44 fall eye ball, 47 hard hit with a 288 batting average allowed to righties, 820 OPS allowed to righties, and all nine home runs year to date. So, of course, you're looking at Mikey to fish, kills lefties. I mean, habitually, Trout wakes up to slam lefties. 23% barrel, 16% blast. Year to date, oh my goodness, 1,100 OPS in a plus 500 ex-WOBA to go with four home runs. Give me Mike Trout anytime the lefties on the mound. Pair him with Taylor Ward. Um, again, also killing lefties this year. 311 batting average, 970 OPS, 400. X Woba Ward again at the top of the lineup, going to get the extra PA. So when it's a leadoff guy or a number two guy, you really kind of forget the home away thing. I think that extra PA uh, will cancel out. Let's get into the fantasy side. Everyone take a nice deep breath. Like, wow. I know the show's at 115, but we are trying to be all things to all people. And. Can't really slow down now. There's plenty of time to sleep in those, you know, few days after uh, football and between a baseball prep. It's about like a 20-minute window in there for me to sleep. You know, I'm already drafting baseball come Christmas. I don't care, man. I live for this. So, fantasy side, you can see the graphic for the audio-only listeners. It feels like a pretty good time to ask for the like button, man. Right? Where else? Like, seriously, if you get, uh, come at me. Where else are you getting this? I'm, I'm looking for it. I would love to have some of this work done for me. I'm doing it for you, so you don't have to, because no one is doing it for me, because it needs to be done. So get down and press the like button, please, audio-only people. Let's get you through this advanced statistical SP leaderboard. Pitching, I think the reason this works is because on the left, we have whiff rate on the right. We have X woba right? Whiff rate being very important because it's without batted ball event. It happens before then or, you know, with separate from then. And then X woba the amalgamation stat of exit velocity, launch angle, sprint speed, it, it, to really kind of cover everything that happens afterwards. So again, nothing should stand on its own, but I do think the two of these things make a pretty good pairing, at least to go look for them. So I'll read out, these are pictures, I mean, man, again, you see the list, inside the top 80 of whiff rate. So these are just 10 interesting names inside the top 80, to give you an idea how important whiff rate is in the last 30 days. I'm trying to use stats maybe not everyone has access to, and time sort them, which not everyone has access to. Again, why, why I think this works so well, 
Tuesday was hitters. Wednesday, pitchers. Tomorrow, we're going to piece them together into an ad at every position in 10, 12, and 15 team leagues. And, of course, it comes with a schnazzy graphic. So for the podcast people, if you want to just jump over to YouTube and little do a little swipe a you get a little screenshot, and while you're there, press the animated thumbs up button. All right, it's Matt Swarmer at the top. Drew Smiley, who you don't really expect with a 30% whiff rate. Our boy, Jeffrey Springs. Then who we just mentioned, Daniel Lynch, right? So guys like Smiley and Lynch probably a good indicator that whiff on its own does not, can't stand on its own because you can get a lot of swings and misses. But when you miss, the contact is really severe. And if you miss often enough, that will counteract the positive whiff rate. So see, here we go with a little more procedural thing. There's a little feather, boop, in the cap. Next up, it's Connor Pilkington, Jose Quintana. Quintana, we know, already limits contact. So if he's going to be getting whiffs, I know people are holding their nose. The Pirates pitching has been pretty good and getting better, which is what we're looking for, right? We're looking for the progression to pick up on the trends. So let's get back into it. Ryan Feltner, who we liked in back yesterday, he ended up getting stung at the end of that. I don't think we're off him, but half his games are going to be in core. So, you know, you can't run to add him. Then Alex Fado for the Tigers, who has been falling apart a bit for him lately, though the matchups have gotten tougher, though that's what it's going to be, followed by Garrett uh, Braxton Garrett and Trevor Rogers, those two guys on the Marlins, I think have both had rough starts, man, Rogers in particular has been very unlucky, Garrett, I think there is some potential there, there is room in the Marlins rotation, he should get a crack, so just keep an eye on those guys, somebody like Jeffrey Springs, if he's not added in 10 or 12s, you got to get with him already, a guy like Quintana, if you're struggling for pitching, you might have to do the same, let's get over to the x side. my boy at the top, I, th- I think I'm just putting the Hunter Green propaganda so, that you'll have to deal with. It's my show, and I'll do what I want with it. No, I'm just kidding. But the reason I want to mention is because Hunter Green is a lot here. So, Hunter Green is in the middle of a single season, right, is doing the post-hype thing. People drafted him with high expectations and wholly discarded him early, What not thinking that he was going to struggle a bit or not thinking he was going to pitch in Cincinnati sometimes. He's shown you the swing and miss. He's shown you now the contact limitation. Hunter Green really looks awesome. Like I think... If you can, if people are worried, like you, we've been saying this for a couple of weeks. He's like a buy now. You know, the the sky is the limit for him. I don't think the Reds will be trading him, right? They've been held, they've held on to all their pitchers like Castillo, but I don't know, man. Sky's the limit there. Next up, Alex Cobb, two eighty two X WOBA, but nothing to sneeze at. He's back off the IL and got touched up a bit. So what? Fine. That's exactly when you add him. We don't start pitchers off the IL, so that's fine. I expect them to get beat up. It's weird. You have to almost subtract those people. What about? Well, you can't just subtract starts at. Yes, I understand it happened. But if we're playing fantasy baseball, I really only care about the starts that I am going to eat, right? The stats that I have to that I have to digest. So it's like a Coors home stats. I never start a pitcher at Coors. So I don't really care about that. And that was part of the work with Feltner. Um, okay, let's get back into the rest of it. Tyler Wells, Graham Ashcraft for the Reds also, right? You're kind of looking at bad teams. Same thing you said for Baltimore when you're looking for... Opportunities that good teams have good pitching, those pitchers are owned. So, yes, yeah, such as life in fantasy baseball, particularly in deep leagues, wrapping it up with Justin Steele, Dean Kramer, and Jeffrey Springs. So, there's Springs on both lists, and there you have your ad. Almost, if a guy's on this list on both sides, on both lists, just add him now and figure it out later. If a guy's on one, like, it doesn't really say enough about it. Justin Steele has popped on both of these as well, though I think the whiffs are starting to pull back, but if he's available, there's just, it's that difficult. Something also we've mentioned last thing is how the waiver lists 
for differing formats by size has been indiscernible. I mean, you can't tell the difference at all. 10, 12, almost 15. The pitching is so difficult. Everyone is hoarding it. Not like to know this is a negative. I kind as a negative connotation, but because I'm doing the same thing, right? You're avoiding, you need to avoid Coors. You need to avoid the Yankees. You need to avoid Cincinnati. You need to avoid the Dodgers. You need to avoid Houston. So what does it mean? You need more viable pitching options, not to stream, but to choose from because streaming is kind of going to get you hurt. Hopefully what we're doing here is showing the players that were thought of as streamers that maybe could stick. All right, that'll do it. Let's get... Uh, into the last part, let's round third and score this one across home. Some first looks for the audio-only listeners. I probably should have posted this as a parlay. We're just not getting the betting done. Yesterday, I mean, how wild was yesterday? It was so ridiculous. I had two F5s posted on the Patreon sheet. The Rockies were up four and lost. The Braves were down four and one. So what, am I going to complain about the Rockies? No, it's just... Betting has been crazy lately. Everything seems to come down to looking for offense. And I think it probably explains a good part of my struggles. Although I'm a bit proud of myself because I have tried to make the adjustment. But if you followed my work for years and as successful as it's been, I never bet overs. I don't bet overs because I think they're stupid. Or in the past, I thought they're stupid. Now I look stupid because they're the bet right now. My point was always that Odds on totals are 110 for a reason because there is no edge. If there was any sort of perceived edge, it would be there. It doesn't exist. The books make their money on volume because they get vig on both sides. That's pretty much it. And if they get enough money, they just move the total and it's very easy to balance for them. They don't eat tremendous losses on totals. So I don't bet, didn't, I shouldn't say I don't bet totals because now I do. But I was always a side better. Side betting is a disaster right now. Both ways. I was talking to Stormy about how great favorites have been, but you're only going to make money betting underdogs. Again, a lot going on. So I should have posted this as a parlay. I have the Mets F5, though that one is early, and that one had to do with the split, right, that we mentioned. Carlos Carrasco has been awesome. Luis Garcia has a really, really, really heavy split, but he has struggled to get ahead of hitters that super low, 50% for a strike rate, paired with way too many fly balls. So if he gets pulled in Houston, those end up in deceit. So that's the one thing that I want to look for of him that that split really, really bad. So uh, it'll be a good test for us. It was, uh, I think, like sub three and sub seven. So we're going to see a lopsided like that. Love the Mets offense. Houston. O is tough, but we only need 15 outs. Then we're going to go over to Detroit, Rock City. I know this is going to be funny because if you were really sharp, you could probably clip me talking about how we weren't going to bet on the Tigers. But this was more than a week ago. And again, one lesson I will always hammer home over and over and over again. The thing that has pushed my work to the fore is the incorporation of these indicators from my experience in trading stocks and it has to do with waka 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 moving averages but really more than that it's the idea of sine waves and not looking for continuation in perpetuity meaning we're not always looking for great teams to be great and bad teams to be terrible things generally move in rectangular patterns so when things are low things seem really terrible but it's the time to buy and reverse But the loss that I had to take was staying on the Tigers while they were in the down part of the sine wave. As I'm highlighting their offensive stats, there was no reason to back them. Again, offense being more at the center. I've I've been too... I don't want... This is funny. I can't say I've been too cute in the past because it worked, right? I was really... 
applying, let's say, this granular pitching analysis towards betting, and it worked. Now we've had ball shifts and changes intra-season with offense. We've had to shift. You know, now we're making our adjustments. And one of those, again, is focusing on offense. We've seen the Tigers come alive. I mean, Javi Baez is on fire. Riley Green is up and on fire. So we never marry ourselves to jerseys. I don't think Tiger jerseys are bad. That iteration of the Tigers lineup was bad. But Grossman's waking up. So there we have the sine wave starting to go. And the Tigers offense is just starting to come alive. Check this out. Tigers offense, 275 team back batting average last seven days. The K rate below 19%. That's top five. The swing strike rate is around 10. That's where they want to be. They have not been bad. Top five in line drive rate. They're starting to get the contact going. Again, their better players are starting to hit all at the same time. I think we could back the Tigers. I believe we have the, you know, like definitive pitching edge with Tariq Skubal over Waka. Waka, I think, has pitched a bit over his skis. Uh, the K rate is way too low. The K minus walk right at 10% is way too low. I know he's been effective. He is a pretty much a very sharp pitcher, but he doesn't get ahead. He does keep it down, but I think some of those disciplinary metrics are really going to catch up to him. Remember, for the 2-2-8 ERA, there is a 4-5 Sierra, 23% CSW, sub-20% whiff rate. This is generally not what we're looking for. So I think the Tigers hopefully get some good contact, and we'll get behind Scooble at minus 115, getting the plus half run, which we know we love. So if the Tigers can play in a tie game with the Red Sox through 15 outs, we will get this one home. And then last up, it's the Yankees and the Rays. And again, this is... I'm trying to practice what I preach here. In the past, I would have auto-faded this game. It's Jordan Montgomery and Shane Boz. I would have auto-faded, you know, very good pitchers regardless of the offense. It's just my thing. 03.5 is so low. My model is over a full run over. I'm going to go for it. When the model has screened over, we have hit. So I'm going I'm going for it. Give me over 3.5 F5 Yankees and the Rays. And then on the bottom, we have a couple total base props. No need for analysis. It can be found at the front if you fast-forwarded. Shame on you. You have to go back and listen to me ramble a bit more. It's Ryan Mountcastle over 1.5 total bases and Mike Trout over one and a half total bases. Mike Trout is listed at plus 110. All right, people, here is the very last lesson. We're up against it. I'm going to get you out of here in a second. It is... Again, I guess I, I must sound like the ultimate apologist, but again, I really talk about this stuff even when I'm winning. Like when we're white hot, I talk about not getting ahead of ourselves and not focusing too much on outputs. The one reaction I will make is one I like to adjust risk into and out of. So, like right now, if you're following on Patreon, why aren't we getting killed even though we're losing? Because I'm, I'm risking less than 1% of my stack every day because we're terrible. You know what I mean? So, like, whatever. It's, it's so funny, man. People just do this all wrong, this whole betting thing, especially betting every day. It's, again, it's that those trading applications uh, again people want this they want to know how to do it yes outcomes would be fantastic but do you want to win like 10 straight walk-offs and comebacks like no because that's poor analysis and poor analysis is going to lead you 
into poor betting. So, like, give me the good process and the outcome is going to follow. It always has. And that would be the last lesson is the crazy CLV on these total base props. And, again, I hate posting. If you notice, I really try to be the most honest handicapper anywhere in the country. I am the probably the only handicapper that I know of that posts the worst price. I, I We catch all the CLV in the morning, and when I post on Patreon, I post the current price. Listen, man, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to have this work for people who were like me, that were had other jobs and had a family, and you can say, oh, you missed it, I had it this morning, and now you missed out, da-da-da, now you're, I'm a winner, you're a loser. I'm putting it out early, these I'm really trying to sink my teeth into, because I'm telling you, I'm highlighting it, I'm putting it on Patreon, I'm putting it on Twitter, and telling people to get with these plays early, because Mike Trout plus 110 is different than the minus 115 it's going to be at oh, first pitch. Mountcastle as well, plus 105 is going to be minus 110, minus 115, we are averaging like 25 or $30 worth of movements. So for the people that are obsessed with outcomes and are trying to fade me because I've stunk recently, let's go, man. You know, I'm going to keep doing what I do. You want to fade me, you fade me. Let's do this, Brutus. So I'm out of here. That'll do it, everybody, on this wacky Wednesday. You got your stack attack. We got some fantasy arms to take a look at. You know, make sure... That we're adding springs immediately, Circle, Quintana, unbelievably so, and even guys like Feltner after we take a bit more of a look. I'm going to be making trade offers, low ball trade offers for Trevor Rogers on Miami after he stuck again. And then a couple bets. So hopefully I see you at the cashier window on those Twitter streets. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. Hit the like button, subscribe to the YouTube channel, and pretty please download the Jock Market app. Get that free 100 bucks, and we'll catch you in there. I'm going to post the rest of the picks today, but I'm also giving you prices. I've never mislead you. And this is working, right? So let's, we're going to just we're focusing our portfolio, trying to be laser-focused on this analysis. And you know you're going to see Mountcastle, Hayes, Ward, Trout, and boom, I'll see you on a Jock Market Later, everybody. Enjoy the games. Enjoy your day. When we're done with the book, enjoy that pay, everybody. Yo, remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck. I mean, seriously, right? Damn right. Peace.